America's sociable homeschool, Vivian McNinney. Vivian is here, here to talk to you, to you, and to show you how she had a successful homeschooling experience with her Wildflower Academy, and that her kids turned out great, and that with God's help, you can create the same experience she did. From her beginnings in Hostert, West Germany, to Dallas, it's been quite a journey, and her abilities to adapt, survive, and thrive are what make her unique in homeschooling. So have your pen and paper ready. It's the Sociable Homeschooler. And now, here's your host, Vivian McNinney. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Matthew 17, 1-2. Last week, the temptation of Christ. This week, his transfiguration. Tell me, if you saw Jesus, his face shining like the sun and his raiment as white as the light, would he be easier to believe? Are we sometimes like Thomas, wanting to see the proof, the evidence? Imagine the truth of who Jesus is, the Son of God being presented to you like it was to Peter, James, and John. Unquestionably, you'd be awed. You'd need time to process. You'd change, wouldn't you? This is what the season of Lent is all about, change. The church offers us a few additional tools to help us awaken to this truth of Jesus being the Son of God, who entered into conversation with us to give us the strength and courage to follow him. One of these tools is the Stations of the Cross. My children loved this service, the ritual, the genuflecting, the readings, the song. They can still sing it today. When we gather for this service, we may be with family and friends. More likely, we're with strangers, the needy, and perhaps even enemies. But there is a solidarity with those sharing the Villa Dia Rosa with prayers and scripture with us. There is a sense awakened in me that I am not only with hundreds or thousands, but millions of people around the world, all tracing the passion of the one who came to lead us out of sin and the shadow of death into our own personal transformation. The forbidden A word is what's called for here, but until Easter Sunday, let's be content with Amen. Hello, welcome to The Sociable Homeschooler. My name is Vivian McNenny, and I'm here to dispel the preconceived ideas many have about what educating our children at home looks like. For many at school, for me, it's my fulfillment as a wife and mother. I crafted a lifestyle that will leave me knowing without a doubt that I gave my all. Over the years, I've spoken to a wide range of mothers and fathers who not only place the responsibility of child rearing above their highest joy, but have also found they don't have to venture far from the kitchen table in order to find wholeness within themselves. Going against what everyone expects us to do in order to unleash the fount of happiness takes courage. You have to work at your own heart issues to find out how you can pursue your passions and live your dreams. God has equipped you with everything you need to live your life fully. It's all inside, so listen up while I spout on about how I've jumped in and out of my box gaining insights and delights along the way that I'm happy to share with you. I enjoy the diversity of the culture we call homeschooling, an umbrella term embracing the learning that takes place outside the traditional education arena and inside all of us. With or without my children underfoot, my life is often ordinary, always busy and sometimes frustrating. But for me, it starts and ends with God, the beauty of his creation, a smiling face, the rising moon, a rousing piece of music or a simple hug. 
After the first break, I've persuaded Suzanne Glover to return and talk to us about her, our thoughts and how they can affect our lives and our health. And if you pop by, I'll offer you a cup of tea to fortify this time together and a chocolate biscuit to tickle your taste buds. And thank you for staying. But I understand you're over there and I'm over here broadcasting from Hideaway today for my penultimate time. Intrigued? I'm all set, so grab whatever it is you're drinking and let me engage you with the latest and greatest from the household of the McNinnies, where healthcare is top of my priority list this week, and enjoying my final walks, focusing and looking forward to where we're going to be in the not-too-distant future. Are you ready? We're going to be talking about thoughts later on, and as a forerunner, I have a few words to say on the controlling of my thoughts this past week. Lots of little things are going on that can add up to overwhelm if I don't monitor what I have control over and what I don't, rather like the serenity prayer that calls for me to accept the things I cannot change and to have the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. My mother-in-law officially retired at the end of last week. She's been working for so many years, I wondered how she was going to enjoy being at home all day and joked that we'd all be confused, thinking every day was a Tuesday, a regular day off, or the weekend. Thankfully, she is quite occupied with the process of packing up to move to Dallas. Several months ago, I'd remarked to a friend who was visiting that God was working on something in me, although at the time, all I could see was a vast expanse of quiet East Texas living The thing is, my mother-in-law has decided that enough is enough, and it's about time she stopped chasing after herself and began settling into a routine more in keeping with an octogenarian, a very spry one, mind you. I don't mean sitting at home all day with nothing to do, but being able to go out when she pleases, wear what she likes, snack all day if she wants to, take naps or join a group or a Bible study. Now she's not tied to a job every day where she's told when she can take a break, eat her lunch or dash to the toilet, she's pretty free. We've had conversations during the months about how neither of my parents were able to make the decisions about their future. They hung on to their old life for so long that in the end the choices were taken away from them and left to me. Now when she tells people, those at her church or at the grocery store, that she's decided to move, she says, I wanted to make my own decisions about what to keep, what to get rid of, and where to live. Such a healthy outlook, and one she's taking her time to realise. The estate sale's been organised for April, and the ladies conducting it need two weeks to prepare. They wash everything, clean the house, make it smell fresh and inviting, lay things out, price all the items, split the profits with us after completely clearing the house once the sale is over. All we've had to do is decide what to sell and what to take to Dallas, and we did that move last week. And now all she has left to do is pack up her personal belongings to move in with her younger son and his wife and their two boys. Of course, she is taking far too much, but don't tell her that. My sister-in-law says, let her bring it all. I made my mother get rid of everything and regretted it. Another clean-out can always happen once she's moved in and settled into her smaller space. She's excited and nervous, but fully confident that this is her decision and nothing she is being coerced into. A few soul-searching conversations convinced her that she is too far away from those she cares about most and that the greater burden on her family is the distance in case there's an emergency. This week, with no work to preoccupy her, she has redirected as much mail as possible, changed bank accounts, organized new direct deposits, and mastered the speakerphone while on hold for long periods of time. She has a stack of papers and notes to track her progress and has been very diligent. We've been helping a bit 
trying out her new hair dryer, testing her electric kettle, making packing suggestions. But our life continues and all we have to pack up is everything we brought with us and move it into the Hawthorne Suites. Dortz said she's worried about our chosen lifestyle for the month of April. I agree, the Suites isn't perfect, but we don't have to sign a lengthy lease or get cable or Wi-Fi. And it's central for us, though not always for the children. I'm hoping something else may come up, but I'm on the path with God and I'll leave it up to him. And after that month, for May, June and July, we're house sitting for some people in central Florida. I don't know if I've mentioned it, but we signed up as trusted house sitters. We subscribed to two sites. The other one is called Mind My House and is out of England. And we found a lot of wannabe theirs, but no one has wanted us. Australia for nine months, Hawaii for two, southern Italy for the winter. It's like a catch-22. We have to have experience and a good reference, which we don't yet. And then this couple in Florida contacted us simply because they loved our profile. It was a God thing because we hadn't checked the sites for a couple of weeks. And when I did, there were three emails from these people saying they really wanted to talk to us. Could we call? Yada, yada, yada. In the end, they gave up. And as soon as we picked up the emails, my gentleman called anyway. And hey, presto, we shut up to the top of their list. We hummed and hard a little, nothing like your dream happening and having to commit. Then we accepted after telling the children, all of whom said, when can we visit? And then guess what happened? A five-month stint in Belize where we really wanted to go came up. No turning back, but my intrepid cowboy contacted them and said, if they still need someone for August and September, we were it. And anyway, could he talk to them about Belize since we'd be interested in living there for a while? Uh, The man in Belize said, sure. So we have contact. Back to the house in Florida. It sits on a canal. It's on stilts. There's a houseboat and a runaround and canoes and fishing gear and bicycles and other outdoorsy things, including two dogs to walk. The couple are Scottish, purely coincidental, but a hoot because she has an electric kettle and likes Marmite. They're heading home for a three-month visit. They've just retired and are doing their Florida place up and have promised it will be in good shape by the time we get there. They lived in South Dakota for 20 years after the north of Scotland for 20 and have owned the still house for seven. So they're used to the cold, but Florida must be such a treat. It's secluded and quiet, and all I can see are days of lazy living, breathing, and writing. Hopefully bliss. My children keep warning me about meeting people online. This is very funny. I think the couple offering up their house and charge of their beloved dogs are the braver party. What do you think? Dortz is um, auditioning for the Garland Summer Musicals. We've been a part of that group for so long. I wish I could do it, but unless we decide to buy a home here, I doubt we will again. The shows they're doing this year are Peter Pan and Thoroughly Modern Millie. Dortz was in the latter several years back. She wore a red wig and was almost unrecognisable. She says she'll only do the first show, Peter Pan, and then come out to Florida and stay with us. You see, her brother's moving to L.A. when the lease on their flat is up in June, so she'll be at a loose end. My children are in flux, and all we can do for sure is continue with our dream. My mind tells me to take it one day at a time. They have highfalutin plans now that could change in a few months or a week or even an hour. Wise thinking is my self-counsel. And in the middle of the week, I exercise some not such wise thinking. I had the brilliant idea to get health insurance all the warnings of a penalty at the end of the year if I don't have insurance, plus the cost of self-funding if something happens, finally nudged me into at least researching the options. I know I have less than two weeks before the deadline, nothing like waiting till the last minute. I had a website bookmarked that took me to the marketplace, 
and led me on a simple little jaunt to determine whether I'd qualify for a tax credit. It was simple, straightforward and rather cool. Well, at least the first time around. And this took me most of my day. So I'm going to take a break right now and my guest will be on next. And then after that, if I have time, I may be able to continue the story of my health insurance saga. So we'll see how I feel. And I'll be back in just a moment. Suzanne Glover is going to be my guest. And you're listening to Vivian McNenny on The Social Homeschooler. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing, Everything You Want to Know But Didn't Know What to Ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific, on the Rockstar Radio Network. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles, is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. I'm delighted to introduce you to my guest this week, who is returning to talk to us a little more about how we can get our thoughts under control. Suzanne Glover and I first spoke in January. She's an author, motivational speaker, hypnotherapist, and actress. Suzanne is a personal development professional who inspires and encourages you to become your best. Today, we're going to be talking about her unique approach to helping people reinvent themselves. Suzanne offers an intuitive approach to finding answers within ourselves and believes that we all have the power to be our best. Suzanne, welcome back. Thank you, Vivian. So nice to be here again. Thank you. All right. Well, you know, I've been thinking at the end of our conversation in January, what has been on my mind has been those affirming messages that we give ourselves at the end of the day, you know, pat ourselves on the back and say, these are the things you did right today. And when I first started doing it, I was amazed because my mind immediately goes to, oh, you didn't do that. And oh, you didn't have time to do that. And oh, you know, and now I've managed to get myself kind of turned around and I can actually you know, say, oh, you did great today. You managed to write for a couple of hours and you went on your walk and did so much, you know, that kind of thing. And it's it's just so nice to, to be able to do that and turn that around. I wanted to tell you, thank you. Thank you so much for helping me do that. 
Well, thank you for the feedback, and that was just um, <laughs> that's just one of the tools in the Effective Positive Thinking Program that you applied, and you've seen results. And have you been using the brainwave meditations that I sent you, or is that just your husband? Yeah, no, it's just my husband. But you know what? I can tell you how he's been using them, and um, he says that you know they work really well. He has a few questions, but he said that. The three tapes that you sent uh, for my listeners, you can tell, tell, you tell my listeners what were the three meditation um, uh, recordings that you sent us. I sent you the alpha and mm-hmm. the theta and the delta, and that's French to most people. So what that meant was I mm-hmm. sent a, a light meditation, which mm-hmm. is the alpha or a relaxed state, mm-hmm. and then the theta is a medium meditation, which is a, where you want to do affirmations. Mm-hmm. And then the delta mimics sleep, basically. It's what you okay. are in when you're sleeping. Okay. And he, he said that um, when he gets stressed, because he does, you know, kind of halfway through the day, he wants to relax. So he plugged one of these in, which, which worked, he said, really well. But there were diff- each one was different. He said it was obviously different. And um, he said that he, this is the first time that he's been able to um, use some kind of a, a meditation recording while he's doing something, he doesn't actually have to specifically relax while he's using it. He can use it to help open his mind, perhaps in the background, use it as background. Is that right? Absolutely. Now, that's specifically the alpha tape is for mm-hmm. the relaxation. Mm-hmm. But the alpha meditation is specifically for studying and comprehending. And I recently took an exam myself. Mm-hmm. And I played it with the headphones and just made sure that I was alert, relaxed, and in that very receptive state where I could completely comprehend what I was doing. And that's what the alpha state is about, all about. That's a brainwave mm, mm, speed that helps mm-hmm. us comprehend. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's, yeah, and theta, the next one down, mm-hmm. is all about inspiring creativity and more problem solving. It's a lot of it puts our minds into these places that they become peak performance brains. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, that, thank you for that feedback. I'm so happy that he's experienced that because that's yeah. what I created these brainwave. And I used a lot myself, and that's why I created my own and engineered mm-hmm. them because of what you're saying, what he said. Yeah. I've used well, a lot. I didn't feel it. I used my own. I do feel it. Yeah. So tell tell me, um, first off, I want to go back a little bit, because in ancient times, before all of this technology came around, people did get themselves into meditation states. and They had to do it themselves. So they could either do it by chanting or by listening to um, a tone. You know, those I don't know if you've seen those bowls that have like a, a hammer and you just you just. Oh, I don't know, stroke them around the outside of a bowl and it makes this lovely tone mm-hmm. and that kind of thing to get or prayer to get yourself into a meditation mode. Walking the labyrinth is another thing that I do and I find that it doesn't start to even affect me until I'm on my way out. It takes a while for it to take effect. And so did some of those um, meditation um, technological um, tapes that you're doing... Are they based on some of that? I mean, is that is that where that came from so that you know that this particular tone or this particular pattern induces your brain to do this particular thing? Well, that's a good question. Let's investigate that just for a second. Mm-hmm. When you're walking a labyrinth, what are you doing? 
Well, you're, you're slowing your brain down. You're exactly, slowing down. trying to calm myself down, yeah. And you're focusing on a moment that you're physically just walking. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can do that and put the rest of the world away, then you are inducing a meditative state through a physical activity. Mm-hmm. Okay, hot bath, massage, walking. What was mm-hmm. the other thing you said you did, labyrinth or? Well, um, listening to chanting or. Chanting, oh, yes, 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 chanting. Okay. Yeah. Now, all those things are absolutely ways for you to get into meditation. Mm-hmm. When you're using a brainwave meditation, however, that's quite different. Mm-hmm. And um, just to recap what we did before, the way that I got into all this was I found that I really had to, because I was in the modeling world, I really had to find ways to get myself to calm down and really love myself because everyone around me wasn't going to care about me, right? Mm-hmm. So when I started working with people as um, a coach, as a seasoned actress and as a coach, then I moved into the hypnotherapy. What I found is it really helped to have a tool such as a brainwave meditation to help you usher yourself into that state because you come in and you're flurried and you don't have a labyrinth and you don't have a physical way, you don't have the time to take a bath, you don't have money to go take a massage or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. These physical things that people you've used in the past, maybe they don't have the chanting, they don't have the focus, they don't have the time, they don't have the motivation mm-hmm. to do any of those physical type of things or or even the knowledge, or the actual physical instrument. Mm -hmm. So when I started using um, brainwave meditations for myself, I started experiencing that, wow, at a push of a button, I can put myself into this state. Now, what am I doing when I do that? Oh, and then when I offer it to clients and things, wow, all of a sudden, now stuff is happening because they are allowed to just push a button and get into a state like your husband said. Mm-hmm. He can clear his mind up. He is altering his state of mind mechanically or electronically. So what are they doing? What you're doing when you're doing this is, um, and I'm going to make it real simple. I'm going to say it in a two-phase type of a thing. When you're trying to meditate, you're trying to slow your brain down. Well, that's hard to do on your own sometimes. So what a brainwave meditation does is instead of having your mind going at 80 miles an hour, which is the beta state, because there's certain brainwave levels of speed. And at the very top of the chart, you've got this, you're depressed, you're anxious, you've got anxiety, all these things, nervousness, and your brain is is just, you might be calm, but your brain is going very fast. The waves, the electrical wave impulses. Well... You want to slow it down. You want to slow it down to alpha. That's the next slower one, and that's where you're, you're doing the studying, and you're very alert, but you're relaxed. Then you want to go down slower to theta, and then you want to go down slower to delta. And these are natural patterns in the brain that you want to be in. Okay. So what a brainwave meditation does is it speaks the brain's language. Your brain is doing these electrical impulses, and it's saying, hey, we're going to do electrical impulses and we're going to slow you down. And so technology has found a way to do that. And it's according to the law of resonance. So when you're in a room, you have a whole room of violins, you pluck one string on one violin, and they all start resonating the same tone as that first violin. Why does that happen? That happens because of the law of resonance. 
That is exactly what a brainwave meditation is doing. It's creating a tone in your head. And I don't want to overwhelm you by saying exactly how it does it. It puts in different impulses and your brain comes up with a tone and it synchronizes it to a slower pace. You know, and it happens very quickly. Take Samantha. I think I told you about her before. She was crying for about 45 minutes. She could not stop. She put in um, the Delta one, and within about two minutes, she slowed down and started like, just like somebody put a pacifier in her mouth, Mm -hmm. because it totally took her brain by the throat and said, stop. And that's what we need in today's society. <clears throat> it was interesting that you said that you may be calm, but your brain is just going crazy. And oh, I find absolutely. That's, yeah, I find that sometimes when I'm out for a walk, you know, I'm, I can calm myself down by breathing. And, but, oh, my thoughts are just going crazy. But sometimes, sometimes I can get to a place where there aren't quite so many thoughts racing through my head. And I'll go a while and I'll go, oh, I didn't know. I didn't think of anything that was really great or nothing that was kind of pounding on me. So, so this, tech, this technology um, can help us to get into this state a lot quicker and is reliable because, you know, there are times when no matter how much I try to get myself into a meditative state, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> There's way too much going on. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And when you get into these different states, now, in the Effective Positive Thinking Program, which I know your husband's experienced part of it because the brainwaves are part mm-hmm. of, uh, brainwave meditations are part of that program. Mm-hmm. But what I've used in that program is I've taken this technology and I've actually put in uh, affirmations at just the right level. So what you want to do is you want to experience this technology, but then you want to play with it and you want to use it in different ways. Okay. And that's what I've done and really encourage to say, okay, if I've got a theta tape going on, um, I want to listen to my affirmations, for example, or whatever, or my theta tape actually replaces two to three hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. So you want to start playing with these things and using them and breaking the habit of that negativity so that you can keep going and keep going and keep going. Okay, so how did you find the right tones, the prescription, I suppose I could say, for each one of your your tape your tapes cds well they're pretty well from experience one and they're also um there is a formula for this okay and so for example if i were to say beta is from let's just take a scale of one to 20 and i'm not saying that these are the actual numbers because i don't have it in front of me Mm -hmm. but let's just theoretically say the beta state is from 15 to 20 The alpha state is from 10 to 15. Mm -hmm. The theta state is from 5 to 10. And then the delta is from 0 to 5. Now, those are not accurate numbers. I want you to be clear on that. Okay. But you see how if you're in that place, if you're going to be, if you want to be in the alpha, what did I just say? Alpha state was from 10 to 15. 10 to 15, yeah. So if you want to be in the alpha state at 12, um, there are different benefits. I have found through my own experience and, and testing and so forth that, for example, my Delta tape, I can tell you that it goes down to, I think, 2.5. Mm-hmm. And that is a reason for that number. There's a okay. real reason for that number. All right, we have to go on a short break, but we'll come back and we'll continue with this, okay? Mm-hmm. Hello. 
How do you handle toddlers, teens, when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success, more stability, more happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your business to the next level. You, 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 dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on DougieNet.com. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. So Suzanne, just as we were going on a break, you were talking about being your delta meditation takes you down to a 2.5, which is really low, and there's a reason for this. Tell me. Yes, okay, so I during the break I pulled up the numbers. So, okay. for example, beta is 13 to 40 um, um, megahertz. Alpha is 7 to 13, theta is seven, 4 to 7, and delta is 0 to 4. So you see there's a range in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But within those each range, for example, delta is 0 to 4 megahertz, um, the 2.5 has research associated with it that shows specific benefits that you want to be in that particular state. So when I did this, I thought, okay, I want to have this particular benefit, so this is what I'm doing, and then I feel it, and I it's all this whole ball of wax of try it, test it, do it, how mm-hmm. it works. So when you're asking about when I made these things and why you want to do these, mm-hmm. it, for example, it's hard to get into the delta state, but okay. the delta state is where you really get a lot of immune system health and restoration mm-hmm. and renewal, mm-hmm. like, you know, your beauty sleep. Mm-hmm. But so many of us can't sleep at night. Mm. So if you, I used to have insomnia, and when I did that, I would wake up and I'd put my Delta tape in and I'd go back to sleep. Yeah, so lovely. Mm-hmm. It has multiple functions, these things. But yeah. the, I would say the, benef- the biggest benefit is that you're really changing your in such a way that you can start getting to the root of your problems because you're allowing your body to free itself of the negativity on a sort of a mechanical or electrical or physical level. Hmm. 
So you, we can use these tapes as a complement to some of the other things that you talk about. And one of those, which, which I loved, um, was I think it was a self-affirmation or trying to get you to change an unconscious belief that wasn't a true belief. So it was a, a negative thought. Um, and it, you suggested that you did it in your bathroom while you were brushing your teeth with your other hand so that your brain was kind of distracted <clears throat> with the fact that you were brushing your teeth with your other hand. And so you could kind of sneak in this, this new idea without, and without the brain knowing. So talk about that. I love that idea. Oh, yes. You know, in today's society, there are quite a bit of subliminal messages out there that we don't... I'm not saying that they're intentional. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that they're there. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're in a restaurant, and uh, I was in a restaurant one time, happened to notice this very music on, and I noticed the people around me, their moods changed. And I said, mm-hmm. gee, that's interesting. You know, you, do you guys hear that music? What music? Mm-hmm. You don't hear the music. What music? Oh, oh, now I hear it. It was not a very good piece of music, and yet everyone's reacting to it. Mm-hmm. So how many of those instances are we occurring to us every day. So, for example, how many of us listen to the radio every day or the news? And we don't know. Well, we're listening to the radio right now. Please keep listening. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But we don't know what we're listening to. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what we want to do on a subliminal level is fight that. And I don't want to say fight it, meaning, oh, I can't let anything in my brain. Well, you shouldn't let anything in your brain. But fight it by doing things with your opposite, like the like the hand, like brushing mm-hmm. your teeth or combing mm-hmm. your hair with the opposite hand. Why does that happen? Because there's a way in um, in the hypnosis world that it's a shock. You could there's a shock type of where, and I I don't want to say it, there's a very well known hypnotist out there. He can get people to do what they he wants them to do because he uses this shock thing. And what he'll do is he'll put his hand, he'll just slightly hit it on the counter or on the wall or touch them or something. And what that does is it sort of it distracts them. It, it's that shell shock. Your brain for a millisecond is distracted. And so something can slip in. And what, mm-hmm. he wants you to, what he wants you to have slips in. So how do you do that for yourself? You can't go around clapping your hands or hitting yourself on the mm-hmm. head, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. brushing your teeth with the wrong hand. Those are kind of hard things to do. A simpler way to do it is to find a way to play something audibly or inaudibly that can get past your mind. And this is something that I'm very, 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 um, I advocate because before I started doing my own hypnosis and my own subliminal stuff, which actually works better, the precursor to that was that I would start doing my affirmations and I would play them at night when I slept. And I would wake up in the morning and I'd have some of those things happen. The next thing that I did was then I took it on a subliminal level and I would start playing them all day long. I just had a client call me or we talked, she was using, uh, she just bought the Effective Positive Thinking Program, and she said, Suzanne, I can't believe, I have to put her testimonial up, she said, I can't <laughs> believe I'm playing these silent subliminal audios all day long. And what that is, is it's like a dog whistle, mm-hmm. where your brain hears it, it's slipping back, pass through it, 
but you're not saying, oh, yeah, right, I don't believe you. You don't hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says that she feels like she's calm all day long because she's playing yeah. this all day long and all night long. Mm-hmm. And, she's, and she's starting to have intuition coming out. She's starting to open up into ideas. Her life is opening up and blossoming. Because she's allowing herself on a subliminal level to let go of beliefs that don't work for her. And that's what I did in the Effective Positive Thinking Program, just uplifting beliefs that are very prevalent in society that we don't even know we have. But I slip them in there when you're sleeping and when you're awake so that you start feeling like you can start making that change. Well, you're, you're right. It was interesting that if you are listening, even if you're listening to an uplifting tape, of somebody talking to you, you know, in a calm voice and just, just kind of guiding you through a meditation or even listening to a program, there's, there's usually going to be some kind of reaction on your part as the listener. You're going to do some kind of active listening. Whereas if you've got those, those sounds where you're not hearing anything, then really your, your brain is just absorbing um, without you actually fighting it, as you said. You know, it's just being allowed to open up your brain to whatever you happen to be doing that day and making it easier for you to, what, take it in, uh, change, rewire, yeah, retrain. Yeah, I have a story, Dave. I I probably said this last time, but this is the best story that I can possibly tell you to uh, illustrate this point. Dave was a lumberjack. He hurt himself. His life went down the tubes. I mean, he lost his home. He lost everything. He started drinking. It was a mess. Well, and he became a client because he was a client from something before, and so I helped him. He had a lot of negative beliefs about money and power and greed and basically money and power. And Mm -hmm. he had a lot of the beliefs that society has. Now, we don't know as a society that we're absorbing these, but I've listened to a lot of people for a long time, and people have a lot of problems with money. Oh, rich people are this way. Oh, powerful people are that way. Oh, greedy people are this or whatever. So what I did was I listened to Dave, and I thought, yeah, yeah, he's got all these things. So I put a subliminal invisible tape for him, and he listened to it night and day. One week later, he told me verbatim. He said one of those affirmations to me. And I said, bingo, I gotcha. You just Mm -hmm. said one of those affirmations, and you're experiencing change, and you don't even know what's being fed into your mind because, and so because you don't know, you aren't fighting it. So what happens? Mm -hmm. He gets a job in a very prestigious club. But the key, and that club, I mean, we're talking powerful, wealthy, former presidents. I mean, exceptional. There are all sorts of rumors about, is that where the bomb was? You know, all these Mm -hmm, very mm -hmm. powerful people at this club. The trick about this was he, this opportunity had been hovering around him for years. But until he got rid of that subliminal, money's bad, whatever, whatever, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he was not able to receive that opportunity. Once he got rid of it on a subliminal level, he opened up to it and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to take that job. And it's just, mm-hmm. he's turned into a total money magnet. It's amazing. Right, right. Well, you talk about um, us absorbing things that um, are around, like like the TV and reading what you read in newspapers, or even people that you surround yourself with. And I, I know there are some people, like, um, you know, who, who just, for people who want to moan or gossip or you know, talk about other people and never them, never really about themselves or some people that do nothing but talk about themselves. And that kind of thing kind of um, affects how we feel. I know that I'm, some people that I'm with 
completely sapped my energy and all I'm doing is sitting there sharing a cup of tea and listening to them talk and I come away feeling absolutely drained. Mm-hmm. What can we what can we do about that? Because there are, you know, for some of us, we have to, you know, keep up with the times. We have to be able to read the news or you even say watching comedies and I'm thinking, oh, that would be a really good way to relax, just go see a good comedy isn't necessarily really the best way to get rid of these negative feelings and try to feel more positive. Okay. The best way is to go on a um, sort of a fast and keep it. And I know I'm not talking food. I'm talking media. Fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to leave it out. for. I mean, I don't read the newspaper. I don't want it in my life. It's a negative. I feel it's very, I have a look about it. Mm-hmm. Why should I? look at something that I really don't have control over unless I write a letter to somebody. If I'm going to write a letter about it, it should be informed. All that's Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. But why not break my habit of doing that? Why am I so addicted to that? Why can't I break that habit? So the first thing is to just break the habit. Mm -hmm. Just stop. Don't see that friend for a month. Just don't, just, if you have to see a I give this example. This is an example straight out from the Effective Positive Thinking Program because I'm talking about this a lot in there. An example is if you have to be around some business people and you really, they want to talk about how bad business is and this and that, and you're at a mixer or something, I say, hey, you know, tur- flip, flip it. Flip the conversation and start talking about something good. If they go back, start talking about something good. If they go back, leave and go into the next group and keep going around the room until you can find somebody in that room that's going to say, hey, yeah, I'm so glad I'm talking to you. I really need mm-hmm. to talk to you. And you're going to start attracting mm-hmm. those people to you, and the other people are going to start falling away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Absolutely. you have to be that radio first. And you, in order to do that, that radio, you're going to be broadcasting that so you can receive it. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, you really have to put the effort into getting away from that first. Yeah, yeah. But we need something, though. We need to. We need some people around us to help shape us. We can't just shape ourselves with silence all the time, can we? Well, but but think about that. Why, for a period of time, why can't we trust? See, this is, and I don't mean to be dis- disrespectful or offensive or anything, but this is something that is very prevalent that we don't, we do not trust our inner wisdom, and this is a trouble. We, come across this so much we ignore okay right we need to go on a quick break and we will come back and we'll talk about inner wisdom just just really quickly okay sure (laughs) how do you handle toddlers teens and tirades when homeschooling that's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. What does reboot mean? Ever wonder why your connection to the world through your computer does not work as flawlessly as most of your ability to breathe? ISP Radio Network explains the why and how the Internet works. Learn the inside and secrets that your Internet provider may not be telling you or even want you to know. Gain the confidence to proclaim that you are no longer technically illiterate. You may call him a techno gearhead 
or network guru. But Stephen Grabeel, your host, is a person driven by a passion to serve people fast internet, as well as empowering internet users with simple skills to maintain their fast internet. This is ISP Radio Network, a place where internet service providers and the self-proclaimed technically challenged users of the internet meet weekly to share ideas of what makes the internet work or how to make the internet work better. Don't miss ISP Radio with your host, Stephen Grabio, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. In the annals of recorded history... There has never been anything that can compare to home movies. But now, in this modern era, where do you turn for the best information? Right here. It's the Home Movie Legacy Project, hosted by Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Learn how to organize, digitize, share on social media, use as genealogy research, repurpose, or even monetize found footage. Discover ways to find films about your own family that you didn't even know existed. Or create a documentary that can use the power of home movies to deliver a message that can impact the lives of men. For more on Rhonda and the show, go to our website, homemovielegacy.com. Then be here as the journey continues with the Home Movie Legacy Project with Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. All right, Suzanne, talk about inner wisdom because this is something that I have worked on with my children and other I mean the world today seems to want to overschedule their children so much that they do not have any time to just sit and be so let's talk about how important that is in a nutshell when I had my modeling and acting studio I saw the overscheduling of the children Mm -hmm. incredible could Uh not there what was happening was they were teaching them to be as busy as the parents Mm-hmm. So thank you for bringing that up. And the parents are in these crises these days. Okay, so inner wisdom. I'm going to tell you right now that Sally, I'm just going to tell you a story. Sally was in her 30s. She's in L.A. She always did what everyone else to do because uh, told her to do because she totally ignored her own inner wisdom. Why did she do that? Because we're taught not to trust ourselves. Oh, you're a bad person. Oh, you don't. Oh, you did wrong. Oh, this. Oh, that. And so we start listening to everybody around us. And we start ignoring our self-talk and our own inner wisdom. And we start getting caught up into the society of today, which is very hectic and very scheduled. All right. Once Sally started getting, embracing her self-talk and finding that inner wisdom, what she did was she slowed her mind down using the brainwave meditation, which is your husband's already started that. That's good. That's what you want to do. You want to start your body slowing down, and it starts with the brain. Then you start embracing your own self-talk, and you say, you know what? Maybe I am right on that. And you start doing that. Hey, I, um, I think you said this in the very beginning. What did I do right today? Remember? Mm-hmm. Yes. Start feeding yourself that. And you start developing this relationship of trust with yourself. And I don't want to get into a real Zen place, but when you start doing these 
types of activities, slowing your brain down and entrusting yourself and creating that relationship and getting into that more of a physical place of, hey, I love myself and getting connected more. And I don't want to bring in spirituality or religion or anything, but if you are in a place of being very spiritual and you know there's a higher power, you got to quiet down to hear it. Exactly. And that's your inner wisdom. And that mm-hmm. that knows more than anybody else here on earth. So when you can slow yourself down, whether it's using a brainwave meditation or a meditation or a hot bath, you start start forging a road to that place. You know how you drive to the office on autopilot? Mm-hmm. You start forging that autopilot driving to work to that quiet place where you can find this place where you can trust your inner wisdom. And that gives you the answers that you want in your life and that are right for you. You know, and it just seems the world doesn't want us to do that because just look at our children. They're plugged in all the time. They've got their headsets on. They're on Twitter. They're on their texting. They're on Facebook. They're constantly being barraged by the outside world. Yes, they are, and I have a very strong opinion about that. But what we can do about that is to break the cycle. Just like you're breaking the cycle with the brainwave meditation of busy, 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 mm-hmm. you can break the cycle. The children are addicted to mm-hmm. the Twitter. They mm-hmm. are. They're mm-hmm. physically addicted to it. Absolutely. So rather than make enemies, slow it down, wean them, start saying, mm-hmm. you know what? And if they don't fit in, all the better. Because mm-hmm. what do we want to fit in with these days? Bad. I got this message many years ago. I said, I don't fit into the corporate world. And I thought, wow, do you really want to fit in with that? Do you want to? I know. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, look at what you're, what, look at what you're aiming to fit into. You mm-hmm. can do so much better than that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't mm-hmm. settle, Suzanne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, well, Suzanne. Saying, I'm missing, saying, yeah, I'm missing that. Ooh, oh, I can do better than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Suzanne, it's how you, you approach these things with your children and yourself, because none of us want to miss out. We no. want to be a part. We're tribal. Mm-hmm. We want to be a part of the group. Mm-hmm. But just like I said, with the business place, if you go to enough people in that meeting, you're going to find somebody that resonates on a positive level, and you're going to start attracting these people. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. got to hang on long enough to do it. Yeah. Well, Suzanne, thank you so much for joining me today. We've come to the end of our time. And I've got Suzanne's website linked on my front page and on my on my um, site, my own website. And it's effectivepuzzle.com. And you can download. She's got loads of articles on there that you can download. And you can buy these fantastic brainwave meditation um, CDs, tapes from her. They're, They're fabulous. I would recommend them highly from my husband's point of view and maybe I should start to use them I'll let you know when I do (laughs) you should and um, sometime you might want to check out the effective positive thinking program because it's the next step Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay Suzanne well um, if you feel too drained to turn those negative thoughts into pillars of strength Suzanne can definitely help you overcome your limiting beliefs with a few simple affirmation exercises which we didn't go into great detail of here, but we did talk about the meditation and we did talk about the positive thinking. So thank you so much, Suzanne. You have a great weekend and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. Me too. And you have a great weekend as well. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, 
after all of that. And, you know, I do have um, really serious thoughts about allowing our children to be and to get into inside themselves. And I just wonder, you know, what is going on in our world to keep us from doing that? And I think the enemy is at work, happily applauding on the sidelines, got us all distracted and got us all not trusting ourselves. And we need to trust ourselves. So, And... I do have some time to go back to my health insurance saga. That's something else that I don't want to pay a huge amount of money for. I do understand that it's necessary, but being English, you know, I kind of bulk against having to pay for that when I get it for free. But after checking the marketplace where open enrollment is in effect until the end of March, for any of you out there who are going to do that, I spent a while talking to insurance agencies and we know how that is. They must be inundated with calls or maybe not because I noted on the website that only 4 million people have signed up so far. And that's not really many with the billions that are here in America. Or perhaps if they're like me and waiting to the last minute, maybe. But I don't know. I think insurance companies have long holds anyway. I got some answers about the basic insurances and I made a couple of plan choices. And then I remembered that Dorts could still be included on my policy because she's under 26 and um, I couldn't add her to my already submitted application, so I had to remove that application and start all over again. And my tax credit decreased. I have no idea how that happened. In fact, I didn't find that out until I called to enroll on insurance and found that there was a glitch and the operator couldn't get past a certain point. Um, Dorts can, well, it was it was my daughter that was the stumbling block on my application. And I read on my policy that she can be on my policy, even though she doesn't live at home and she files her own taxes and she isn't financially dependent on me. And she isn't a dependent, but the glitch was this dependency issue. And the truth was that really no one knew why the enrollment couldn't move forward. Someone suggested it was because we didn't file a joint return. My daughter and I, hello. I don't know. And I so I removed my application for a second time and I reapplied and just with me. And then I applied separately for her and found that she didn't even qualify to buy from the marketplace. It turns out she has to make at least a certain amount of money before she can qualify for any sort of tax credit. Another catch 22 situation. So I called the marketplace again, longer hold time. This time we're getting later in the day and asked what my daughter could do. Since in the words of the letter of eligibility to her, it said, Based on the information you provided, the new federal health care law provide that you could be eligible for free or low cost health care through Medicaid. However, the state of Texas has chosen not to offer you this new health care coverage at this time. You're not required to pay a penalty for not having health insurance because of your income and because the state of Texas declines to expand Medicaid to cover individuals in your situation. Wow, did that ever set off a stream of questioning, researching and don't knows? Contradictions abounded about dependency. If she can't afford health insurance and isn't going to be penalized, then what does she do if she needs hospital care? Obviously, she's in no position to pay anything by herself. So why no credits, no alternatives or no apparent help? I said it wouldn't be a very good citizenship if she accepted medical treatment but skipped out on the bill because she couldn't afford it. And I asked, Who can I talk to about this? Apart from Obama, of course. The poor operators were as confused as I was, and I'd spoken to several different ones. If she was making more money, she'd qualify for a zero dollar policy because of the tax credit, which would be great. But 
can we put false information on a document just to get a policy? I don't think so. So I asked, is it fair for lower income citizens of Texas to be penalized because their state has chosen not to expand Medicaid to cover individuals in her position and was met with silence? I asked, surely I'm not the first one to be experiencing this. And eventually I got, no, ma'am, you're not. Another operator said that every day things were changing. Another one said she didn't know how claims were going to work because of the new scheme. And it wasn't in effect yet. So I filled out an application five times because I had to send in different proofs of citizenship or take my daughter off or be more detailed about my projected income. And each time I received a different tax credit and the plan I had chosen seemed to become more expensive. In the end, I decided perhaps I'll get help from an agent. I also thought, what if the system was hacked and all my personal information was in it? Because from where I was sitting after my eight hour experience, the system wasn't offering me much confidence. Maybe next week I'll have better news. And it's time for me to go. Once again, I'm astounded by the fleetingness of time. And our simply drags when we're not in the moment, doesn't it? Nothing doing this weekend. Maybe a few recordings to repair and a good book to read. Stations later this afternoon outside if the weather holds. Thank you for listening to The Sociable Homeschooler. I'm your host, Vivian McNenny. I'll be back same time, same place next Friday. Without further ado, I'll say thanks to my handsome husband who believes in love at first sight, our four children who are the result of that belief, the hardworking staff at Toginet Radio, my producer, Sabrina, my guest this week, Suzanne Glover, and you, my faithful listeners, especially Hannah, Joel, Anne, Rosemary, Kathleen, Esme, Millicent, Margaret, Jacob, Walter, Jane, Olivia, Tina, and oodles of others who are part of my growing audience. Stay tuned all the time and catch lots of great shows to help you through your day. Because, you know, most of the time, the shows are going to feed you really good information to help keep you positive in your day. So take care and be safe. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord show you his kindness and have mercy on you. May the Lord watch over you and give you peace. I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney on